Welcome back to another Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm fantastic. The new face video games blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Hello, Tim. How are you? And Brittany Brombacher is joining us to talk about Resident Evil Village. So exciting. We had to get you. Last time we had you on Gamescast was Resident Evil 2 review, I want to say. It or was. spoiler cast. Maybe yeah, that, yeah. Oh, that was a long time ago, back at the, the studio, the old times. Back in those days before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, before yeah. babies left and right. Oh, shit. No kidding. I thought for sure this would be the game that put me into labor, but apparently not. <laughs> it's going to be this review that puts you into yeah. labor. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I was like, there is a chance. It's slim, but there is a chance that, uh, uh, you know, water breaking, and I'm not exactly sure how babies work, but, you know, I was going to say, you know what? This is the kind of funny games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get it on YouTube com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get the podcast version just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free watch it live as it's being recorded and get the exclusive post show patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like our patreon producers omega buster tyler ross delaney twinning julian the gluten-free gamer james hastings casey andrew elliot and tom bach have done a whole bunch of new names there thank you all very much we appreciate you old names we appreciate you just as much as we always have thank you so much tom bach we love you um yes exactly Uh, you know what housekeeping don't even want to do it uh i literally literally just beat resident evil village to the point that i had to delay this like five minutes to be able to, to to keep going and get through the credits and all that stuff so i'm i'm raring to go i'm ready to talk brit i want to start go. with you resident evil village what are your thoughts oh okay resident evil village so i'm approaching this from the perspective of a crazed resident evil fan so i just want to make that very very clear i've been with love the series it. since 1998 like i love the lore i read the lore as a side hobby like i need a new hobby um so with all of that said i loved the first like and i finished the game in like 11 and a half hours i loved the first five or so hours of resident evil village and a lot of this encompassed what we saw in those free demos right you know it's when you explore the village for the first time you explore the castle um after that set piece of Lady Dimitris' castle, I kind of turned down from a love to a like. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but I don't know how in-depth you want me to go right now. But what I would say is, like, as far as a survival horror game goes, I think it was fantastic. As far as a Resident Evil game goes, and kind of building off of the foundation of Resident Evil, particularly Resident Evil 7, I would say it was, like, pretty good. But it wasn't, like, that lore-heavy story that I was really going for. I really wanted. Greg, you look like you're itching. Go for it. I it's such a a sigh of relief cuz uh, Brit, how long have we known each other? A long ass time, Greg. A long ass time. We won't date ourselves. But it was that thing of coming in and I was like, "Oh man, I didn't vibe with Resident Evil Village." And I wonder if I I don't want to rain on anyone's parade and I wonder if I've never been the I went back actually and watched our Resident Evil 7 review, which was fun to go back and see studios and old games cast. And uh, both me and Tim, I think uh, a few pounds ago, uh, <laughs> I was like, damn, damn, uh, time has not been kind to me. Uh, but it was this idea of going through and like Resident Evil 7 was the first Resident Evil I like fell in love with, where like the VR and the world and the things, and then to go from there to Resident Evil 2 and then to be excited for Resident Evil Village. 
I the entire time I think was in that I like this. I don't love this. I could put this down and not come, and never come back to it. I'm gonna see it through. Obviously, I beat it. Uh, I, I think my game clock was like eight forty five, eight hours, forty five minutes or whatever. And I was very much like, okay, cool, uh, the whole way through. But it didn't have the highs I felt that seven did. It didn't have the scares that seven did. It didn't hook me that way. And like, I feel like the game does a really great job of being survival horror like it it totally has that you know the 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 thing i love about these games which is i'm gonna go to every building and then you get that key and you're like this opens that door and i go back and i open that door and there's a new thing to go do again and then you get this is gonna do and like that serotonin hit right as you go through of like oh this is hitting the spot is there but like as you're talking brit the bosses you run into like the world that's sitting on top of it and the motivations that are pulling you through just didn't click for me blessing yeah so this is actually really fun uh to hear because i thought i I thought i was going to come into this review and it would have been a repeat of the miles morales review where i'm like i I liked it i didn't love it and everybody else was like this is the greatest thing uh and i'm kind of right there i'm kind of right there with you guys where i really like this game i do not love this game and i'm coming into this from a very different place than brit where brit is the super resident evil fan i'm somebody who's never really been truly in love with resident evil in fact i feel like i'm kind of infamous for it in certain places where like resident evil 4 is a game that i get like i still don't think has aged well i do not like the way that game controls i still go back to it every now and then to see if i'm maybe wrong about my opinion and every time i go back to it i'm like no i still don't like how this controls (laughs) uh uh resident evil 7 i've been playing over the last few weeks and i actually have been enjoying my time with that one and re2 remake is actually my favorite resident evil i loved re2 remake and thought it was one of the best games that year a fantastic game overall resident evil as a franchise just has been something that i've been uh super crazy about and resident evil village I'd say for me, the best thing, the best things that the game does uh, are one, the game is beautiful. I think it is a marvel to look at in so many places. Uh, Duke, the shopkeeper, whenever I would uh, come across him, I would just like sit for a second and just look at him and his animations and go like, man, he's a really good looking character. You know, good looking in terms of like how crisp yeah, yeah. stuff is. <laughs> Qualify that. <laughs> yeah, he's graphically beautiful. Uh, and so like, I think that's one of the things that the game does really, really well. And I think one of the other things that the game does really well is uh, the way that it tackles being a survival horror game. I think the pacing of the game is really good where it feels like every other hour you are participating in a new type of horror, which is something that I think is really fascinating for this game to tackle because you kind of go back and forth uh in terms of like in this area you're dealing with this thing in this area you're dealing with this other thing and the game finds very different ways to be scary in different moments in ways where i'm like man this could be a different game when i'm playing over here and i think the game i think that really shines through in the game um but then you get to other things which is the story to me fell so flat there are certain things where i'm like this seems like it's for fans of the genre but or fans for the fans of the fan franchise but for me i'm like this didn't hit for me at all. Um, and then there are all there. There's also the character of Ethan Winters, who's the character you're playing as, who through the whole game is just the worst. Maybe one of the worst protagonists <laughs> I've had the pleasure of playing in a game in the last ten years. Like he is, his, each every single one of his lines is delivered with just no personality. You know, Why he does feels this keep like happening such... to me. It feels like oh, the no, my arm. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Like he see, he feels like such a blank slate of a character. And of course, like he kind of is a blank slate of the character, but he just has no, no personality. When you take that and you pair it with some of the other characters in the game, which I think do have a lot of personality and are actually really great in some cases. I think overall it just 
leads to a story that didn't strike me as amazing or anything. It felt very serviceable for the type of game that it is. And so overall, I really enjoyed my experience with it, but I didn't love it. I'm definitely the odd man out here. I fucking loved Resident Evil Village. I think that it is easily the best designed Resident Evil game we've ever seen. And the things that make Resident Evil what it is from a gameplay perspective of the serotonin hits Greg was talking about. But just the way that every kind of dungeon is designed to you're backtracking, but this game feels like there was less bullshit backtracking than I've had in the other games, and especially comparing it to Resident Evil 7, which I didn't vibe that much with. I enjoyed it, but I was like, this isn't necessarily my cup of tea. It was more nasty than it was scary. And I think that with Village, it really does a good job of varying up the scares between jump scares, between atmosphere. And when it comes to atmosphere, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a game I actually, I know for a fact, this is the scariest game I've ever played uh, at points, not all the way through, but uh, at points because of how insane they nailed the, 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 the tech of it all. The sound design, the graphics are fucking terrifying. The surround sound for this, whether it's 3D audio in your headphones or me in the freaking theater I have, it might be that. It might be the fact that I had to play with the lights off because of the projector and all this shit. But I was terrified, like, throughout this entire game. Um, but I also was terrified at the horrible dialogue. And good Lord, Ethan Winters. This oh is God. undeniably the highest quality game I've ever played with the absolute trash tier dialogue and story to go along with it. And I just, I can't believe that those things don't match up. I think the pacing of the game is fantastic. Um, I feel like with rare exception, the puzzles made sense. Uh, and there's, there are exceptions to that. And there was <laughs> one thing, one time I had to call bless. Uh, and I was just like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And the answer was to shoot a lock. And I'm like, Oh, I got stuck there too, man. I feel you. <laughs> we've been taught our entire video game history that that's not how this works that yeah. you don't just brunt force your way through blunt force your way through things and all of a sudden you do sometimes and i'm yep. like ah but besides See, but those I, I like moments, that i like that i didn't get stuck at it because it was for me that this isn't a puzzle solution we're allowed to talk about this but because it, it happens a couple different times once you learn that thing but it was that thing of wandering around that area and i remember being like what the hell do i do next and i walked up to that and I was like, wait a second, it's not telling me. Like, because usually you go there, like, you don't have a key for it or whatever. Some message pops up. And that's when I took out my knife and slashed it. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. Well, yeah. I like the little bit of realism there. Shoot the glass, cut the thing, get out of there. I just feel like it wasn't backed up with any type of like teaching, any tutorial at all. Sure. It's just like, it, in fact, it's the opposite where you're taught not to do it. Yeah, so like it's any like, door, any door that's closed in Resident Evil has a reason for it to be closed. And that was one of the doors where it's like you go up to it and it's closed and it's like, all right, what puzzle am I solving? And now you just had, you just had a puzzle. Yeah. yeah, usually you need the bolt cutters for that kind of shit. Yep. But no, yeah, exactly. it's really easy as shooting it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like those type of things are, are throughout the game, but they're they're in all of the Resident Evil games. And I think to me that this one from a gameplay perspective kept it varied between the action side and the horror side very well, where there was always kind of a back and forth where it kind of felt hour to hour or maybe like two hour to two hour would go from like intense dungeon that is about the the jump scares and what's around the next corner and all that and then okay now you're in a bit more of an open field you got a lot of ammo and you're just like kind of like hunting these motherfuckers down and i feel like it is the most fun resident evil that i've had in in a while um and i'm with blessed that remake 2 is uh my favorite of the resident evil so far and um with with this i'm like i don't know this is pretty high up there but 
it does fall because from a Ari lore perspective, I, I really think it missed the mark. Uh, and the, the Ethan Winters character is just bad. <laughs> it's just it, it's more than bad. It's like like Greg, your impression of him is just it's spot on. Every single thing he says is the most bizarre thing and just done in the most bizarre way where it's just like, oh, I'm mad at you. What? Why are you doing this? Oh, you, <laughs> it's you laughable. bitch. Everything like, he does Why is laughable. And I yeah. think one of the craziest things about it is the supporting cast surrounding him just isn't laughable. They aren't no. like that. I feel like, you no. know what I mean? Like when Chris Redfield shows up, I'm like, I was like, who is playing him? His voice actor is great. This is, you know what I mean? Like I was into it. And then Ethan opens his stupid fucking mouth. Like who directed you? Who wrote there, this? There's one character in there that I felt was like close to Kojima levels of, wow, this is a cool character with really cool voice acting and really cool, like a really cool gimmick. You know, like they, it's weird how the game feels like it runs the spectrum of Ethan Winters, who's the most bland, wet blanket of a character, going all the way up to certain characters. Like, Lady Demetrescu has a whole community that is thirsting after her. There are other characters in the game that are, like, fucking dope as shit. And I, it's so weird to me that, yeah, they somehow landed on Ethan Winters being what Ethan Winters is in this game. He's so lame. Ethan doesn't yeah. lend himself to the lore of Resident Evil in any way, shape, or form. I mean, in the sense that, of course, like, he carries kind of this new story along. But I think the problem with that, and Tim, I'm sure you know this more than anyone, is that Capcom loves to avoid the plot holes. And they love to introduce new story twists without ever closing what happened in the past. And I think that was one of the main issues I had with this Resident Evil game is there was because I replayed Resident Evil 7 right before Hump I did into Village because I wanted a refresher. I'm like, what the fuck Ethan Steele was, etc. And as you're playing Resident Evil Village, there are so many things that happen in 7 that just are not touched upon. There's a few major organizations that are never talked about. And on top of that, they go to introduce a whole bunch of new stuff, but not really expand on it in a really interesting way. And I think that was part of the reason why... For me, Village just it started hitting the mark in the beginning because you had Lady Dimitri's castle, which reminded me of the Spencer Mansion from RE1. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. And the other set pieces that are in that game, for me, weren't very exciting. I felt like having an hour to an hour and a half in each one of those wasn't really enough to expand on what I thought Resident Evil could have been, what I thought Resident Evil Village could have been. Because then it's like, okay, well, you have these new antagonists, but what do they add to the overall Resident Evil lore? And I think that's part of the reason why I'm like, I don't know if I loved it or if I would consider this to be the most fun. Because I would rather have had like a huge sprawling estate like an RE7 where you get to go to the main house. You have the guest house. You have the swampy area. And it does feel like you're kind of in this controlled area. But with this, it's like a little piece of this, a little piece of this, a little piece of this. And it didn't come together in a way that I had hoped. It kind of reminds me, right, of how we talk about every superhero movie, where it's like when they go for the Spider-Man 3 for Raimi or they go for a Justice League, and you're like, there's just too much in this, so you don't get as much as you want out of it. Where I I mean, like to, to you know, bring it, I, I don't think I'm into spoiler territory, obviously, there's a whole bunch of stuff we don't want to ruin it for you, but like, there's, you know, four lords, right, working underneath a boss or whatever, and so like, that's where you're going through these different areas and getting them, and for me, the second lord which is this woman ventriloquist like that for me was the coolest like that was for you're talking about lady demetrescu did i say that right uh yeah. <laughs> of like how cool she is and, uh, and i liked her castle fine and obviously obviously she's tall and sexy and everybody knows that but like in terms of like a cool survival horror like thing, i was in love with that second dungeon area whatever you want to call it but it was over so quickly like i went through i, I remember getting the MacGuffin you're after and being like oh 
really? Like, okay. And I got out and I was like, oh man, maybe, maybe I'm going to cruise through this game. And like, I appreciate not feel, them feeling like we have to stay there and we're going to get bored and we're going to make you do the same thing over and over again. But then I also feel like that was a wasted opportunity because the, all these characters, I think, could have been cooler than they are if they would have had more time with them. See, I don't know, because like that was my favorite of the biomes as well, Word of the Week. Uh, but I, I really feel like it did the most with the time that it had, and it would have overstayed its welcome if it was any longer. And I feel like yeah. there's a lot of gimmicks that I don't want to talk about. And like things, I think that each of the different uh, areas with the different lords was so well thought out with the characters, and it made them kojima-esque and i get that at some point it's kind of cheating to just be like oh there's a team of bad guys so that's it's like fox out it's like okay I, it's not quite that but i i did enjoy all of them and especially in comparison to the, the protagonist but um i think that they did a really good job like blessing was saying of making each of those levels those dungeons kind of feel like a different horror genre but it still felt like it belonged to this world does it belong in the world of Resident Evil? That is a much bigger debate that I, I am totally on Britney's side where it's like, I think this game would have been better if it was just Village. If it was just its own thing that mm. wasn't tied to the, the previous lore at all because we're kind of like looking for certain things. And there's some, there's some fun stuff for sure. But I think that when you just kind of take it as instead of trying to fit these four different people into the established lore and instead just look at the story they're telling here um again the story still isn't that great but those character stories great like there's there's so many moments and elements of it that are that are awesome and i think they're backed up by really really cool unique gameplay experiences that i can compare here and there to certain things or certain movies but i really appreciate the fact that greg's talking about this doll person and it's just like okay cool that experience is a lot more like pt-esque than i would expect from something whereas later there's there's another one that's like straight up saw and i liked that it's like i like that there's like these these elements that aren't necessarily something that we'll expect from resident evil and that's on top of the lady demetress castle that i think was one of the better mansion type resident evil environments we ever got because it felt like a mix between spencer mansion and raccoon city police department uh in kind of its layout and everything and i i had a really good time with it and it being as next gen as it is like i can't talk enough about the technical quality of this game and just how insane it is how immersive the entire experience is and being in the uh castle and having lady democrats like stomp around you hear her kind of like coming at you like you know we've had before in in the in re2 and re3 and stuff like i feel like this really did a good job of almost being a greatest hits but having a missing a couple of the key hits to make it like purely that yeah i think that's too where it comes into play is how do you approach this game do you approach it as like a longtime resident evil fan where you're you know so used to the formula or do you approach it from like hey i just really want a really great survival horror experience and i think if you don't come from it from the angle that I'm kind of like playing devil's advocate here because, you know, like I've been playing this game forever is I feel like Capcom is just kind of straddling this line of do we appease these longtime Resident Evil fans who know the lore inside out, who want to know where the story is going, or do we want to create more of, I, can't, I don't want to say generic, that's not the right word for it, but a more of a survival horror game that is almost approachable to anybody. And I think the issue is, is how can they strike that happy medium or can they strike that happy medium? I don't know. Because, uh, bless, I know you're not super familiar with Resident Evil, and I know you're just now playing Resident Evil 7. Did you find yourself, like, wondering what the fuck is going on in RE8 at any point? Uh, like, a little bit, but I stopped caring at a certain point because <laughs> okay. I, like, 
I'm aware of who Chris Redfield is, and like I I I, I at a I point at a point in this game, I actually paused the game. And I was like, all right, who are the protagonists of each of the Resident Evil games? Because I've learned that there's a ton of them, and I've I'm familiar with like Leon and 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 a, and a few other, few of the other ones, but. Uh, there's there there came a certain point in the game where I was like, forget it. It just seems like this is a whole different thing that might be connected in weird ways, but I, I'm not going to care about it right now. And even by the time I finished it, I didn't feel motivated to go look into the stuff that I was missing. You know, I felt very much like, all right, yeah, it is what it is. It's a horror experience, and it doesn't even feel it. The stuff that seems like it connects back to the greater lore didn't didn't strike me as interesting enough to really care about it too much. I will say the story adds up and it's like, that's not necessarily a compliment, but anytime I was like, why is this happening? Or how is this possible? By the end of the game, I was like, they gave an answer. Was it a good answer? Uh, Not necessarily, but it's like, they definitely had a story that they were telling with it. And I think that all the elements kind of add up to that, but it did kind of leave me scratching my head because at the end, I'm like, okay, well, I saw that coming. Like the first moment this game started, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's so just not, creative for how creative so many elements of the game are like i think the village itself is such a good kind of hub between everything and i don't think that it feels disconnected like superhero stuff can like i think that they they feel like it, not the disconnected that there's just too much stuff in there that's all gotcha gotcha but uh like not built up enough whatever i like, i feel like there was enough of each one of those because like there's certain set pieces in certain kind of areas that i'm like i am happy that i only spent x amount of time in this area you know what i mean like and that's not a bad thing it was just like you did what you had to do there we can move on i do want to shout out how scary this game was in certain moments because i think this might this might be the resident evil game that had me the most scared consistently throughout the game really my my biggest my biggest fear in any video game specifically and especially resident evil because they do it all the time apparently is having a character just be persistently existing in the same area as you that is hunting you down and like uh, like this game had that this game had uh that along with a bunch of other stuff right like each of the different areas i felt worked for me in terms of the actual horror scary aspect of it um and i god i want to go into the detail but i know we actually can't because i don't want to like spoil anything but the the they i think they found a good way to have really really well-paced horror that worked i wasn't really scared by this game um RE7 to me was by far the scarier game. And I think that was mostly because you were in this dim lit house the whole time. You knew that the bakers were crazy and like chasing you and the sound in that. I mean, the sound in RE Village is obviously fantastic, if not better than RE7. But for some reason, in my opinion, it just came together better in RE7. But in RE8, I mean, we've seen the lichens and all the, the preview coverage. So like, that's not a spoiler. But maybe it's just like that doesn't bother me that, as much. Or maybe it's just I've been playing these games for so long that I know when to anticipate the scares. There was one moment, and again, I won't go into details, in the second biome, the word we're all using, um, that I literally had to take my headphones off and walk away because it was so effing disturbing. Mm-hmm. And it scared the sh- out of me. And the, other than that, though, I thought it was, um, it was definitely tense, but I was never like, pissed in my pants scary. i never i never did find the lichens that scary like everything yeah. else in the game yeah but like the lichens are definitely way less scary than actual zombies yeah i'm 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 right there with brit where I, and i to the point that like i went back and when i was watching uh, uh blessing andy's uh best of resident evil 7 moments right like i'm watching you guys do it and like freak out about walking through the house and like watching the you know the tape of the the found footage and then you know uh your you know g- girlfriend popping up and you guys are making jokes about her and like i was like damn this was a scary game like i forgot and i'm in the middle of playing resident evil 8 at the same time or village 
And I just, yeah, I never had that in here. Like there, I, I even jump scares about it. And I think it's something to do with the setting. I think it's something to do. It's honestly, I think harkens back a little bit to the conversation that was happening right before this of like, what I loved about seven was at the start of that game and getting into it was like, cool. This feels like a brand new jumping on point for a Resident Evil fan like myself, where you're doing something different and nobody knows who Ethan Winters is or what the hell's going on. So what is this story? And it was that you're in a house, what's happening. It is PT ish. It is haunted house like of things jumping out at you. Whereas to pick back up here, like immediately, like as soon as it all starts happening and like, eat, like, well, like, what do you think, Ethan? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you've lived through hell before and it's happening again, but he doesn't have that moment ever of like, fine, then I'm going to own it. But as a player, I did feel that where I was like, okay, cool. And so going through it, yeah, I wasn't ever scared like I was. I, I think of Resident Evil 2. And I think of those moments of, you know, having two in the chamber looking for ammo and you come into a room and you know that there's that zombie over there. And if you can just get around him and lumber past him, you're going to, but if he, they grab you and this thing jumps out. And this one, the entire time I felt in control where it was that even when like the big, you know, like, you know, the immovable object steps up and like, he's only got one very small weak point and he can totally screw me up. I was like, I'm green, I'll run, I'll take the hit from him and slip by him and get out. Like, I think one of the things I remember complimenting so much about Resident Evil 7 was that it always felt like you were one mistake away from being screwed. Where it was always like, I'd get out of these battles and have one bullet left, you know what I mean? Or be or just barely red or something like that. That didn't happen. I was playing on just whatever, standard, normal difficulty, oh, whatever right. they call it. Uh, and so, like, I wasn't, I could have cranked it up to harder if I really wanted a, a challenge like that, I guess, or something like that. But this felt like, yeah, I was on a scary amusement ride that was trying to be scary, but was never overtly scary the way Seven was. I want to say right before we started shooting, I saw a tweet, and we all know tweets are like the truth 100% all the time. 100%. 100%. That director, Mori Masasato, had said something about wanting to reduce the scariness of RE Village because of complaints that RE7 itself was too scary. Don't know that's if that's so true. weird. That would be a weird thing, right? But I remember seeing that, and I was like, huh. But if that's true, maybe that had something to do with why it felt a little different in Village. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Like to me, like like I said, the gore stuff isn't has never really scared me. And like I just that that kind of idea of like you're limited on ammo and all that, that's not the type of scary that I am looking for in a video game. Like I definitely am more about the atmosphere, definitely more about the jump scare stuff. And I think that like Village, in my opinion, is a masterclass of jump scares. There's like four or five of them, and I'm like, they did a great job and they earned it, um, especially in the second area. But uh the biggest thing for me in terms of the the scares and stuff is this game, when it comes to the, the enemies and stuff, I didn't have an uh, issue challenging anybody, ever. Like, it felt like the I never was running out of ammo, period. And I think that's the thing, too, is I, I was uh, 11 hours on my clock when I beat it. And I was talking to Greg and Bless, trying to make sure I got it done before Gamescast, trying to judge how much I had to play. Uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's like nine, eight or nine hours. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm definitely going to be good. And it came to a point that I was like, guys like how far am i You're like you have like at least three hours left and i was like what the fuck and i think it's just because how i play resident evil i go around try to go to every room try to get everything and my character was op as fuck mm -hmm. so i never really kind of like played it as a survival horror game in the sense of the gunplay and stuff it was more just about everything else that was going on the the, the puzzles the the rooms and the the, the shadows there's still be goddamn shadows in this game oh what's yeah. up Les? so that's actually the thing I definitely wanted to bring up because I pretty much played the opposite way where I felt uh, or I didn't feel I I was presumably under level as fuck because 
I I was having issues figuring out the inventory system. I messaged you guys like four hours in, and I was like, "Hey, is there a way to store things in this game? Like, I can't find what the you know, like you know, you know how how in Resident Evil every storage yeah. or every save room has a storage thing. This game doesn't have that. And what I realized was that like late in the game, I wasn't expanding my inventory the way that I was supposed to be expanding my inventory. Mm. Basically, there's a way that they switched it up in this game that was different from previous games. So I was missing that entirely. And so what, what would happen was I would find new weapons and wouldn't have space to pick them up. And so I'd either drop weapons or just decide to skip weapons. And so throughout this game, I had a way less the amount of weapons that I uh, than the the standard playthrough would theoretically have. And what I found was that shit did not matter. Like the Resident Evil games are known for having a, a, a smart system in terms of managing how much ammo you have versus how much health it, uh, an enemy have and like has and making sure that as a player you're you feel just barely equipped for any situation. And I think in that. Even though theoretically I was way underpowered because I didn't have all the ammo and all the weapons that I should have had, I had zero problem and still felt like I was playing very competently and wow. barely died in actual combat because the game was basically ta- tailoring itself around, all right, cool, you have just a pistol and a shotgun? Cool. Let's make sure that you can kill all these enemies with a pistol and a shotgun, which took a lot of the challenge out of it for me. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, the inventory system harkened back to Resident Evil 4, where you have like this Tetris like grid now where you have to kind of like change the shape of the weapons and like, you know, fit them in a certain way so they all make sense. And what's interesting too is, and they also did the scenario for, is your valuables. So the things that you can sell to upgrade with the Duke are in a new tab. And so are your key items. So like your keys, your emblems, your crests, et cetera. And yeah, I mean, that's interesting though, but that you said that bless because um, I think Tim and I play Resident Evil very similarly in the sense that we always go back. I'm always opening my map to make sure that every building in there is blue, which means I found all of the things. I want all of the weapons. I want all of the mines, the pipe bombs, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, like I came to a point where I had expanded my inventory to the maximum amount. And I didn't have enough room. I still didn't have enough space because I had too much shit. I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe I'm, I'm playing this a little too good. But it's interesting that you had a pistol and a shotgun and you were like, I'm good. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I had pistol wow. and shotgun, one other weapon. And, and uh, if I was playing the correct way or the way that I, I, I probably should have been playing, I would have had a number of more weapons more than that. Uh, and I was cool. I was cool the whole. And that's through. the thing, yeah. Like I felt like I was swimming in ammunition the entire time. Like I, and, and which isn't a negative necessarily, but it just it isn't the balance me, of sure. seven. Yeah. Sorry, what was that? It was a pro for me for sure. Like I, yeah. I definitely preferred this, and like I, I liked that we can get to the next stage to kind of like get to the scary set pieces that they're like crafting for us to have, as opposed to just kind of like having the combat itself be the scary part. Like yeah. we've gotten that a lot in Resident Evil games and that's great, but I liked that this one was a little bit like different. Having said that, uh, the combat, like this game is a, a different type of action survival horror blend. Like we've gotten Resident Evil games like five and six were more on the action side. This, I would put more similar to that compared to seven where it's like seven was a lot slower, even though it was a first person shooter or first person. This one feels like a first person shooter a lot. Um, and I think a lot of that's backed up too by the all the different systems of the crafting and like the way that you're enhancing your weapons. And it feels a little bit like there's more depth than the last couple games. Not too much more, but every weapon feels like it has a couple more levels to it uh, for things you have to get. But part of the combat is L1 is block. And that is like, there aren't that many buttons you use in the game. Like, you know, it's essentially shoot, aim, move. I never blocked in this game. Never. Nope. Ever. 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 I don't understand. 
why it was there. They kept telling me to do it. I'm like, but I don't need to. I could just move. <laughs> like, I just feel like the game wasn't built around what are the core buttons of it, which which felt a little weird to me. I've walked a few times, um, granted, like a few times throughout an 11 and a half hour experience, <laughs> like not a necessary mechanic. But yeah, I thought the block was interesting. And I think that might have something to do again with Capcom kind of making Ethan attempt to be this normal run of the mill protagonist that may or may not have survived a crazy Baker estate incident back in Louisiana, but now he's here, but to give him the ability to block, I think that was an interesting thing, but not necessary. I mean, there are moments where you have like a lichen coming at you or something and you block and sure it like lowers the amount of damage you can take. And there are ways that you can um, upgrade your block to take even less. So you take even less damage, but that was never a mechanic that I felt like upgrading at all. I was just like, let me upgrade my health. Just, that's all I need. Totally. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't do any of the defense upgrades. I'm like, why, why would I need yeah. to? I was going to ask, did, I mean, how many upgrades did you guys use, period? Because I think I upgraded one thing. Like, in terms of my, um, like, you can level up, essentially, uh, by, like, resource gathering and giving your resources to Duke, and he'll give you, like, a buff. And I think I did that once. And I and when I did it, I accidentally allocated, or not even accidentally, I just happened to have the resources for the block uh, upgrade. And so I was like, I guess I'll just do it for that. That's but, how I found uh, out there yeah. was a block. <laughs> when I went in there, I'm like, what is this? if it makes this dish, I have a block? I'm like, I don't okay, not, yeah. I haven't used that and haven't need to use that. But I, did, I didn't really upgrade outside of that and it wasn't really a problem. I was so upgraded, my Ethan Winters could take on the sun. Oh my God. Like that. <laughs> Dear Lord, the sun. <laughs> With no blocking either. So impressive. I upgraded a few of the things. I think it was just mostly the health. And then there was one other thing that I movement speed, I think it was. But the problem was, is that to upgrade, you have to kill animals. And I sold all of the meat accidentally instead of allocating the dishes. <laughs> and yeah. So then after that, I don't know if there's finite resources. I'm assuming there is because I couldn't find anywhere to get more fish. Yeah, but... they put the big X over that animal yeah, right? yeah, once yeah. you hunt it. Yeah. It's like, you're welcome, Duke. Have some fish for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the inventory stuff i think was a, like two steps forward one step back in a lot of ways where i liked them kind of divvying it up between the food being its own thing weapons and other stuff being their own thing and then like the rare collectibles being their own thing that you're then selling to get money to get the upgrades and stuff i was always very satisfied with the the loop of that i always felt like i was every time i saw that um i was near duke's room I got excited. I was like, oh, what am I going to be able to get now? You know, like I'm going to sell something. I'll get enough money to be able to buy some type of upgrade. I'm stoked about this. But then there were rare exceptions of just things not working the way that I feel like they should. Like you were saying that the collectibles aren't on your inventory screen, but the food is. You're right. So if you have food that you're just kind of holding and you're trying to wait to find other food to be able to not do the defense, but instead do the health upgrade, that's taking up your weapon inventory. And I'm like, that seems like a, a bad call. Like, you didn't need to do that because then the only way to get rid of it is either get the other animals that you need, which is not just something you can do whatever you want. It's very specific kind of times things open up that you can go do that. Uh, but then the other side of it is just like you can sell the meat like Britt was talking about, but then you sold it and you're like, ah, I guess I made a little money, but I can't get that back. So Actually, what I found out you can do, Tim, and I don't know if you tried this, is you can deposit the meat into the upgrade that you want when you're talking to the Duke. So you can get it out of your inventory. So you don't oh. have to like hold on. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. It should have just never touched the inventory. It should have just done straight to that. <laughs> but yeah. Your valuables, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Well, that's good. That definitely, that's a good hint out there for people to not waste gotcha. their inventory. Got you. Wow.
Uh, what were your guys overall thoughts on the kind of potential of sequels and stuff for this? Oh God, we need a spoiler cast for this man. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, spoiler free, obviously. Resident Evil is notorious for always leaving the ending very vague. You're always wondering, like, what are they doing next? You know, and this one, I am not freaking sure. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many ways it could go and so many twists that could happen after you see, you know, the ending. I don't know what to think. One possibility has me really excited. One possibility has me kind of like, "Eh, I don't know if I'm digging this. But we'll have to see. I'm of two minds about it, right? Like, yeah, it definitely needs to be a spoiler thing. But for me, there's the one side of like, oh, that's interesting where the game ends and what they end it with and what that would actually look like. But then there's always this side of me that with Resident Evil in particular really wishes they would go and do like basically what I always said, Fear the Walking Dead should be, which would be let's just start a new story. Your new people in this zombie apocalypse. What does that look like? Where do you go from? Let's kick it off that way rather than keep trying to tie back into the convoluted story they've done now over eight games and trying to figure out what plot holes and things they've left out and yada, yada, yada. Like for me, I always talk about like, you know, the old Resident Evil, Resident Evil, Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2, right? Like, those are the games I play and I'm always like, man, I wish it was just zombies. I wish it didn't evolve into this giant, bigger, here's this weird fleshy blob that I'm fighting that isn't about undead people at all. Like, so, um, it's like, I'm interested to see what they do, but I still want them to strip it back because I do think one of the strengths of 7 was jumping in and just being a scary-ass fucking game that at the very end was like, guess what? It's also part of the world you may or may not know, and we'll kind of explain it and kind of not, and if you're interested, like I was at the end of 7, like we were talking about with the end of 8, like with Blessing, end of 7, I finished, and I was like, Tim, what the fuck's going on? And I went and read Wikipedias, and I went and tried to put it all together, whereas with 8, right, I was just like, all right, like I <laughs> I didn't need this entire journey to be like how it was here. I'd rather, I'd rather, again, it's the weird thing of what we're talking about and what Brit's talking about and the line they try to walk with this of like, this one I think tries to veer more back to like, no, no, this is canon. This is Resident Evil. This is what's going on. And where I'm just like, well, I just want to be a scary game that doesn't worry so much about that or seem to worry so much about that. Bless. Yeah, I think the Resident Evil 7 comparison works really well in terms of Resident Evil 7 being more focused because I think that's the thing that's working about the game as I'm playing it currently. Uh, that's the thing that's working about it for me that that uh, felt a bit messy in 8 is the fact that, yeah, it is about you are in this compound, it is this family, it is zombies or whatever the fuck they call them in the Resident Evil universe. I assume zombies. Uh, <laughs> wait, what are they? Molded. molded. Is that, they call them molded? Mold, molded, Mold, yeah. Guys, Resident yeah. Evil 7, yeah, right? 7, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you're <laughs> fighting, you're fighting those guys. Spoilers for the end of Resident Evil 7. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're, you're doing that and it feels it feels like more of a contained thing and therefore more focused in village i felt like lost a bit a bit of that focus in the overall package even though i think that worked out well in terms of it trying to do all these different things and some of them working some of them might not working as well um it makes me wonder if the next resident evil is going to go back into feeling like something more focused and the things that this game points to in terms of it having a sequel makes me think that maybe not um but i i will say that like it feels like at points this game was trying so hard to get me to go, oh, fuck yeah, more Resident Evil. And I never got all the way there. Like, I was never like, you know, like, oh, I'm excited to see where the, st- where the story goes. I'm excited to play Resident Evil, whatever the next Resident Evil is, just from a, I like these games now kind of thing. But, you know, I'm not like, 
from a story perspective, it didn't get me too ecstatic. My gut tells me we never see the sequel to the to this game. Really? I, I hope yeah. you're right, Tim. I really <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm not saying like again, like I think this was a really great game. It's just again, like I'm approaching it from the perspective of like you know a super nerd here. Um, I my theories here is like we've seen the re2 remake we've seen the re3 remake i have a sneaking suspicion that we might ended up you know the revelations 3 is being teased we're gonna see more of the old school resident evil being explored in spin-off titles like that's my hope i think the end of resident evil 3 remake like i have my theories about that what that could mean but yeah you have like this ending of a village again no spoilers where there was one point where i'm like that's fucking cool and then there was another little like scene that happened and i was like what are they doing and why are they doing that and i think that's where i'm at so i'm like i want them to explore one aspect of that ending but i don't really care for another aspect of that ending because then what happens is you're just creating a whole bunch of more plot holes and maybe some people don't mm. care about that maybe all they care about is just getting the crap scared out of them and if that's like what you're into cool but um i would like to see like the story kind of like tie some knots together and like come together but we'll just before we keep talking let me tell you about our sponsors this episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by Gabby. When it comes to car insurance and home insurance, don't we deserve better? I know I do. I know Tim does. Uh, Tim put his policy to the test with Gabby, and they literally... St- oh, that, I, I'm sorry. I spoiled what's going to happen. They literally stand for Get a Better Insurance. Gabby. G-A-B-I. You get it? Uh, getting better insurance with Gabby means a better price for the same insurance coverage. Who knew such a thing existed? Uh, you might, because Gabby's awesome and has supported kind of funny a bunch, but I'll get there in a second. Uh, they are one of the true comparison platforms with real rates. They give you an apples-to-apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers, all in one place. Use your current insurance information to get started, and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have, and it's free to use. That's what Tim Gettys did uh, a couple months ago when Gabby first sponsored us. Tim took his auto insurance and put it to the test. He went to Gabby, had a, already had his information for what he had, put it into Gabby, got a whole bunch of different rates. Turned out, of course, he already had the best rates, and so no harm, no foul, but it was good to know, and that's what Gabby can do. It can obviously find you better rates, but if it doesn't, because you already have great stuff, cool, you didn't lose anything. Gabby customers save $961 per year on average, and they'll never sell your info, so no annoying spam or robocalls. This is just making sure you have the best deal. Put your policy to the test like Tim did. Get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check out, and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash kindoffunny. That, again, is G-A-B-I dot com slash kindoffunny. Gabby dot com slash kind of funny now of course i'm greg miller ladies and gentlemen but this turns out is the tim ad read section because our next sponsor is canva pro uh canva pro is an easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro whether you're a professional designer or just getting started canva pro can help boost your you and your team's productivity and creativity it's a quick easy and affordable way to design whatever you need no matter what you are creating or in sharing canva pro has everything you need in one place including a collection of over 75 million premium photos videos audio uh, files and graphics plus canva pro comes with time-saving tools that simplify and speed up the creative process you get all of this and more in just one canva pro subscription 
Tim is the guy who's been using this at Kind of Funny. I asked him about it, and he said this. I love it. It is such a great tool for creators of any type to take the not fun parts out of thumbnails, logo, graphic design. You can see how we use it in general. Very sleek designs and templates for presentations, social media content, videos, and everything in between. That means all of us can benefit from Canva Pro because I know I'm using social media all the time. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash kfgames to get your free 45-day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash kfgames. Canva.me slash kfgames. Yeah, but going back to that, I, I think the biggest issue I'm having is I loved this video game. I didn't love any of the story and stuff, and there was a lot of it. And that that's kind of the it kind of being at odds with itself, where it feels like it was torn between being a Resident Evil lore story, but also being a, oh, but newbies can jump into this too and not need to care. So it didn't really deliver for either of those camps from a story perspective. And like that's a bummer because there were some really cool characters in this that you know, that I feel could have served a better story much better. And it could have been something where I'm like glowing about this as opposed to just really loving it from a gameplay perspective. Like so far, this is my game of the year. And I don't think that that's crazy because there hasn't really been too many games coming out. And I have a feeling in a couple weeks when Ratchet comes out, it's going to be dethroned. Uh, but I think that the, the gameplay here and what they have you do is absolutely worth playing. And I think that it is... Uh, a very well-designed game and that Capcom is clearly learning from their mistakes in the past from a gameplay perspective. They're clearly not learning from uh, all the other aspects that, that make this what it is because Resident Evil isn't just gameplay. It is character. It is story. And especially coming from Mari two and three that had such fun performances, like uh, those remakes, both of them be movie as hell campy as all shit, but like it felt right. Whereas yeah. with this, it's like, Oh, just stop talking like that. <laughs> like, Greg, you brought stop up the room. That. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the room sometimes. and like For that's... sure. And and I, it's that weird thing of like, I, and again, why I was so excited that to hear Brit wasn't super high, uh, super high on it. Like, when I was playing it and, you know, Jen's watching me play it and talking to me about it, there were, every time I'd be like, we, I'm like, oh, but this story and this acting. And I was like, but like, I know that when we reviewed seven, we also talked about like how VO was bad at times. And obviously you can reach all the way back to Jill sandwich. And like, I understand that there is a legacy slash lineage for it. So, but I'm glad that it is, it does resonate across the board of like, I just felt like it missed the mark here. And I feel like that's, what's so weird about this one of, uh, of like, yeah, I played it all the way through and I really do feel like whereas I have so many fond memories of seven and like watching Andy and bless play seven. I was like, Oh man, this is great. And I can't wait for them to get to this moment. I don't have that with uh, Village, I don't think. I don't think Village is going to be a game I can look back at it and be like, oh, that was what was great about Village. Because for me, the parts I was enjoying were the exploration, figuring out how to open doors and so on. The boss fights I always thought were uninteresting, not that challenging. And if they were challenging, it was usually frustrating. I think of the third biomes boss where it was just like, this is annoying. I'm not even enjoying this. I'm annoyed right now. And, you know, like my... I don't know, fourth try, fifth try, whatever it was, and probably had a couple quick deaths, but like my fourth real try of it, I beat it. It was like, this wasn't that it was like, ooh, I, it, it wasn't like Returnal, where when I lose in Returnal, right, and I'm like, oh, that's on me. I should have done this, and I should have done that, and I, blah, blah. this was just like, I was backing up and got caught on the geometry of this corner, and that sucks, that that's yeah. why I died in this stupid thing. Or And like, I, 
for, I, for I, me in, for me in similar situations right like for me in the boss battles is more so me emptying my bullets as much as possible because i know once i run out of bullets in this boss fight that means the boss fight is gonna be over like and that didn't make it as fun and dude like you want i mean like again no spoilers very clear but the final boss fight like i almost called t- text you at one point blast i'm like am i missing something and then it was like no it's like when nope. nick always argues about superman it's like just punch harder just punch more yep. just you just shoot more oh okay like i wasn't getting any like you know talk you talk about gameplay loops and we talk about you know boss fights and phases and it was like i was getting no positive reinforcement other than new lines of dialogue that i was doing something correct it wasn't like it was like i was shooting and then there would be like an oh like it was like i'm shooting 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 is this working shooting 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 i don't know shoot oh, okay well they've moved a little bit something's changed even the bo- boss fight i didn't like it in the third biome right like colors started to change and i was like all right i'm actually doing something here at least yeah, the I'm with you, Greg. That the third boss fight and the final boss fight, I was like, oh man, I I really didn't like these, and I think that they missed the mark. All the other ones, I really enjoyed because they were they served their purpose, and I liked that they weren't overly complicated. I feel in a lot of the other games, including uh, RE2 and 3 Remake, there is a lot of just kind of like shoot, 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 run around to have to reload and like wait a while, and it's like it's not fun for me whereas sure. these were fun because like the reward was always we're going to get the next story beat we're going to get a cutscene we're going to progress we're going to see what is the next thing like what's the next character going to bring me that's going to make me shit my pants and I appreciated all that stuff because it's like it felt like I was getting what I wanted from it and it did go by so quickly because yeah it's just like once I feel like the boss fights were designed to be a breeze and I'm okay with that because the challenge comes from the puzzles and all that stuff. And I feel like it's kind of a reward to be a badass and be able to just kill these motherfuckers that have been causing you so much trouble. And on top of that, I think that the the mini bosses and the way that they treat normal characters, like the first time you're introduced to a new uh, enemy type, where it, it does feel like it's a bit more designed like a mini boss fight. And I thought that they really did a good job with those, uh, with rare exception. But um, it, it kind of felt dynamic. Like I feel like in the game there was a lot of moments that obviously were scripted but when you are just walking around the village things happen and i was just like that felt really cool like that felt uh like oddly designed in a way i wouldn't have expected this kind of hub world to feel and it felt more similar to the classic resident evil one moment of the dog jumping through the window and scaring you you know it's like it they managed to somehow keep that going for me throughout the game in every single system that we were in yeah i agree i'd say it was definitely an improvement over resident evil 7 where you just had the molded characters um enemies rather and you had the main bakers that were you know the bad guys and there was definitely a much more interesting variety of enemy types in this you had every biome you went to there was something different to fight all i want to say is every developer out there please stop putting lore important dialogue in the middle of your boss fights i'm trying to shoot your head off for the love of God, I don't need to be like being told all the story twists and turns at this point. Thank you, thank you, Brittany. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Ain't it the truth? Do you guys all truth. play on PS Five? Yeah. yeah. Yes. How do you guys feel about how the uh, the Dual Sense stuff worked? Because it was mainly it, it. I mean, it was mainly just like the way you aim feels different for each. There's of the some guns. Ad- adaptive like, trigger stuff, yeah, right. Like yeah, I feel like when I was using my shotgun, I felt it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do you guys like it? It was fine. I don't think it was a transformative experience, but it definitely added to the immersion. Like the when you're switching guns, like just like hitting the D-pad to switch between the guns, like the controller has like a kind of like like depending on the gun you're going to, and it feels like putting a gun together, you know. And it's like it's little things like that that really just add to this this whole thing. This game's atmosphere is incredible, and it's because 
Like the beginning of the game, when I don't know how much I can talk about this, but um, I slacked you things. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at it. But I mean, just like I mean, whatever. I can say this. You're in a house, and uh, there's just lighting coming through the windows. It's scary, just inherently, just because it looks so damn good that you're in uh, in this house and you don't know what's going on. And then some scary shit goes, or not scary shit, some shit goes down, and you're just like, okay, this is intense. And the game immediately then drops you off somewhere, and you're just like, everywhere you're. Uh, it's so hard to talk about. Things. I know. Right? I know, I know, I know. What I'm to say. But like, what I'm trying to say is when you're in the village and you're walking around the snow and you're walking through branches and there's crows flying around and the, the moonlight is coming through. This game is freaking gorgeous. The RE engine is so good. Bless was talking about the facial animations and all that stuff that there are moments that it just looks like real life. And that is scary as shit. Like scary games shouldn't look this good. Cause it just like adds that extra level. And on top of that, the sound Now, one thing Britt, you're talking about not wanting boss uh, dialogue to be super important to the story. One thing I want is in horror games, sound design matters so much. And this game has such killer sound design, but I don't need to hear my own footsteps. I don't need to hear <laughs> the noises that my character is making. If there's a noise, if something Emergent. falls, I want to know it's someone else. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it breaks me from the immersion because it's like, because it just that doesn't work this way. Like the first person character that the camera's working with isn't a human being. You know what I mean? Like it's like mm-hmm. a different hitbox type thing. So it's like we'll be hitting doors and stuff and like freaking me out when I'm like that there's nothing there. But I just that's just a minor thing that like really would go a long way to just make the experience better. I always hated it when you would back into a door unknowingly and the door would creak yep. open behind you. I'm like, thanks. I really needed that. But no, this game it is happens stunning. all the time. Yeah, it's it's super stunning and beautiful. Like, you know, you've been in lockdown for far too long when you're like in this fuck, fucked up village. But you're like, oh, it's so pretty. And you just want to like spend a few minutes like gazing around because it does look so real. Like, oh, look, it's a river. Oh, my God. Look, it's like outside in fresh air. I haven't seen this in real life in so long. It is stunning. And um, I think, again, like I think this game did a lot of things right. I think from a Resident Evil perspective, though, there are just some things that, you know, it's interesting because you, I think if you look at the leap from RE6 to RE7, there was, it was huge. I mean, RE6 is notoriously like one of the worst Resident Evil games ever. Like I hate saying it, but we all know it's kind of true. When they come out with something like RE7, which kind of like almost reinvented the series, which is like, oh my God, they nailed it. They're doing such a great job. And then it feels like with RE8, they're still trying to kind of reinvent the wheel with some different enemy types, some new players to the game. They're trying to like figure out like where they're going to go with this. And I think some of it's a hit, some of it's a miss. And so I guess like my expectations that I would want to set for anyone is if you're a hardcore Resident Evil fan and you're looking for some like plot holes to be filled, like, you know, just like keep your head on straight, have realistic expectations. You're not going to get that super like you're going to get some of it. Don't get me wrong. You're going to get some of it, but you're not going to get like some of the answers that we've all been waiting for since 2017. But again, if you're just looking for something that will scratch that itch, scare the crap out of you something fun to play i think this game would hit that mark yeah i agree do, yeah. do I agree. you guys recommend it craig and bless yeah I'd, I'd i'd recommend it if you're a resident evil fan or you're, you're a survival horror fan or you're looking for a fun single player action game to play like i think it is a it is a fun game that doesn't i think reinvent the wheel or do anything spectacular but is still at its core a fun, enjoyable experience. And so if you're looking for that, I would say 100% go for it. 
And yeah, for me, I know I wouldn't recommend it. And it's not because I hated it. And it's not because I think it's a terrible game or anything like that. I just don't think it does anything remarkable enough that I was like, oh, you got to play this if you like X, Y, and Z. Like, I think the best thing, the best, the thing I like the most about it is that moment to moment between the bosses of going around and getting the right key to open the next door to find the next secret. So you get, get the treasure map and like the feeling of getting the X's over the treasure and what's going to be in there. Like, I liked that experience enough, but I don't think that's a, enough of a ringing endorsement for me to go recommend you spend 60 or $70 on it. Or is it, is this one of the $70 ones? I can never remember what's $70 yeah. anymore. Full price. Full, I, I wouldn't recommend you go spend full <laughs> price on this. Yeah. But yeah. again, I can't uh, speak from a Resident Evil fans perspective, right? And I use that loosely. Obviously I enjoyed two of the most recent ones, but you know what I mean? I don't have a history with it where I'm like, this is what it is. But for everybody else, I would say no. I would highly recommend it. I would say take all the Resident Evil stuff out of it. Like, don't go into this wanting that stuff or expecting that stuff. Like, I think that if you're just expecting a, a really, really great game that's like a technical marvel, uh, this is that in spades. And there are a lot of surprising moments in it that are legitimately scary. And and I don't want to say fun because it's not fun, but it's engaging. It, it, it's, it nails what it's going for. And I, I think that that's really all I could have asked for. Um, but moving on from Resident Evil just a little bit, I want to talk about game of the year. This is my game of the year so far. What would you guys say your game of the year so far oh, is? Oh Brittany? Yeah, I would say this is my game of the year so far. I mean, there's not a heck of a lot stacked up against it, to be honest. But I mean, again, like this is a great game and I think it definitely could win game of the year and it will be a lot of people's personal game of the year. Now, granted, if we do get like you know, a little game called God of War this year, we'll see what, what happens with that and especially Horizon and whatnot. But as of right now, like, yeah, I, I'd say so for sure. Bless. Yeah, I actually I've, I've been keeping like a notes app track of like the games that I super love this year. And, like, I do that too, Bless. Yeah, okay. so like we're super nerds out here, yep. <laughs> spreadsheeting all our games that we play. Uh, but like my top three for this year are like number one, Returnal, number two, It Takes Two, and number three, Hitman Three. Those are the top three that I, I've absolutely adored. And yeah, Returnal, I, we've, we've reviewed Returnal on other shows, but it, uh, the, how addicting it was, right? Like, and c- continues to be, like, still grabs me, you know, and it, it being a next gen game that i think succeeds at being next gen succeeds at being a ps5 game really shows off the dual sense and is a next level game for housemark i think it, it succeeds so well at all those things and so it still continues to be my game of the year currently yeah uh for me game of the year right now yeah i opened up my gg app where i've been uh keeping track of nice my games over there thank you very much everybody best friend obviously made the gg app it's really good it's free go try it out you can pay for it if you want to uh and looking through it just to see because it is that question of I mean, yeah we've played so much this year already what would it be for me yeah returnal i think would be probably game of the year and it and right there with it would be it's takes two just to copy bless uh and totally but i think to hey man, talk I'm a, to what I'm a those trendsetter. games are he is. That's why it's future class video games. You know what I mean? Either get, you know, fall behind or get out of the way. One of those kind of things. Uh, I think both those games are fantastic. And I'd be shocked if uh, by the end of the year, Resident Evil Village is in the real conversation for game of the year. I just don't think it's that impressive. Yeah, I don't think it's game of the year, like as an overall thing, but I do think it's going to be on people's top list in some form. I, I bet by the end of the year, it'll be top five for me for sure, but it'll mm-hmm. be debatably top three. Interesting. Wow. Also, I, wow. 
Yeah, I mean, I See, really. I'm glad you love it. Game, I'm not, and this isn't, you know, oh, yeah, just no, be clear. Hey, yeah. It's what it is. Uh, and again, it's not a perfect game, but like what it, what I like about Resident Evil, it did a lot of. So it's like that's kind of what I'm going into. And also, I imagine a lot of games this year are going to get delayed. Like I'm starting to look down the path, and I'm like, I don't know what what would be above this necessarily, like in in quantity, right? Uh, but speaking of that, like what what games do you think are are upcoming this year besides Ratchet? Let's go one mm-hmm. step further than that. What what are you guys targeting as you, the game that you think will be on your game of the year list? Oh man, I'm I'm gonna open up my GG app because that's a good <laughs> idea. I have I have like my games I want to play list that I'm got that I got going. So come back to me a second. Mm, I mean, a lot of like my top contenders are games where like are they coming out this year? We don't I don't know. Yeah. So I'm thinking of Horizon Forbidden West. I'm thinking of God of War Ragnarok. I'm thinking of Dying Light Two. Like if those are coming, those could very well knock Resident Evil Village off of that list. But those are just the three that comes to mind. Brit, I saw Dying Light 2 behind closed doors with you. It feels like 17 years oh, ago. I think, it three. Was 17 years. <laughs> I think it was. Do you guys think we'll ever see Dying Light 2? They, it's, a, it's supposed to come this year. They did a whole YouTube video no, talking about how they, they got it planned this year, and I don't believe them for a second. I don't know, man. There's been so, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? And if you listen to and read all the articles about some of the development hell that Techland's been supposedly going through, like it's hard to. It's hard to to believe that some of that isn't true, right? I I don't know if that game is coming this year. I would love for it to, but damn, like I don't know, man. I, I keep know. I've talked about before how I believe this year is the year of the indie game, and I think that is really going to shine through in game of the year time, right? Because like for me, when I look at the games that I'm anticipating, uh, crap, I forget if Aztec Forgotten Gods is actually slated for this for this year, but like I mean that's on my list. There's uh four. Q4 this year? That's what you said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Uh, nobody what... Saves the World mm. is up there. Yeah, Nobody Saves the World looks great. Yeah, that's definitely up there. Um, Death back Loop, for like Blood. Said. I want to toss Back for Blood out. Oh, yeah. Nice. I think that's going to be yeah. a fun time. Well, it'll be Game of the Year. I, I, I'm not going that far, but I'm saying you're talking about games that I think are going to be awesome this year that I'm excited to play. Back for Blood's on there. Death Loop is on there. Uh, I don't, I mean, who knows? Far Cry 6, it could easily just be, oh, it's more Far Cry, which is yeah. always fun and great, but are they pushing that envelope? Changing it will like be. That? What? Yeah. Do you guys think there's any chance it's not just more Far Cry? No. Because no. I don't think there is. No. <laughs> I, think well, I, could, I don't think they're going to be. Was, I don't think they're going to drastically change the format or yada, 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 but I think they could take the feedback of five and put it in there to remove the fatigue that wore people down and the things that push people off, even though then there's people like Nick that loved it and played it, you know, stem to stern. I think there's things that could be changed in it. I could dr- drag it back towards, well, man, when Far Cry 3 dropped and we were all like, holy shit, this is great. Mm-hmm. There's also 12 minutes. I want to give a shout out to. Oh yeah, 12 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I think that's gonna be big one. for people. And also, Kena Bridge of Spirits is another yeah. one that's coming out yeah. this year that has a possibility mm-hmm. of being big for people. Also, Halo Solar Ash. Is Ghostwire Tokyo coming out this year? That's Which one? Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That could be interesting. Believe when you see it. I think Life is Strange True Colors look really cool. I was having that moment today where I was getting ready to play something. I was like, What do I want to play? And I was like, Oh man, Life is Strange. A new Life is Strange would hit real oh, hard yeah. right now. There's also Sifu. See if it's supposed to come out. This- Wait, actually, oh, yeah. awesome. is that supposed to come out this year? It's it's up in the I air, lost track I of all dates. I I, I drafted uh, it on my fantasy critic league, so hopefully. Oh, you're a madman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pokemon. It's, it's set for 2021 <laughs> currently. Oh hell yeah! Okay then, yeah. Sifu is, is definitely I think in the, in the conversation for me in terms of games I'm excited for that maybe could be be of that rank. And then Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. I'm very yeah. excited for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bless. There you go. <laughs> Mario Golf. Oh, oh golf super oh, yeah. rush. Dude, Breath of Wild 2. You know, like let's manifest it while we're let's, here. Let's make it happen. Let's manifest man. it. Starfield, like, why not? Oh fuck. Bless. Come on. 
Let's make this year the best year. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, with that, everybody, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Thank you very much for joining us today for this Resident Evil Village review. Brittany, thank you for joining us. Thank you. How, how, are, you, how are you feeling right now? You are pregnant as hell. I am pregnant <laughs> as fuck, Tim. Yeah, I was telling uh, you guys before the show started, I feel like a bloater from Tilu a lot of the time, <laughs> you know? But it is what it is. I'm here. I'm just happy, like, because this is probably going to be my last week on What's Good, and then I'm taking the three-month hiatus. Uh, this will be a good way to end it, talking about Resident Evil. So I can't say it didn't go out on brand. I love it. It's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. We're about to do the post show for patreon.com slash kind of funny game supporters with Brit. So stay tuned for that. But for everyone else, I love you. Goodbye.